Hello, peeps. It's Daniel speaking, an English teacher. Today we're having our next emotional English podcast where we learn an English language effortlessly, emotionally, fulfilled with energy, and of course, positively. As always, uh, we learn an English language and we do it all together. Um, and yeah. If you guys have any questions, you always can write me down on my social medias, right? It's vk.com, Bondarison. Then I have an Instagram channel where you can go and let me know what you want to see or hear um, in our uh, Emotional English Podcast episodes. Just let me know. Let me know what you think about our Emotional English Podcast. And I'm ready to have our next conversation. So... Um, Our today's topic is how to be courageous, nine ways to become fearless, okay? How to be courageous and nine ways to become fearless. What does it mean, courageous? Courageous, it's the very good term. It's the quality of your personality, right? When you're courageous, you can do a lot of things. You're very brave, okay? You have courage, Courage, it's the main point of uh, the courageous person. When you fear nothing, you have courage. And uh, there, are, there are nine ways to become fearless here in our today's episode. And we'll discuss all of them. What do you think about that? Of course, every single time when I read something and I see something uh, specific, the new vocab or something which could be could be not so understandable, uh, I will describe, I will give you a comment, all right, uh, to be more understandable. So let's discuss how to courage, how to be courageous, how to be brave, and the nine ways how to become fearless, how to... Uh, kind of have uh, less fear in our life, right? Fearless means you have less fear in your life. You're not facing the fear anymore because you have courage, right? So uh, the first point here is uh, acknowledge your fear. What does it mean, acknowledge, right? Acknowledge your fear. When you are acknowledging your fear, you're accepting your fear. For example, imagine the situation, you see the snake and you're kind of scared of snake, right? You really hate snakes, right? So how to acknowledge the fear? You know, people are different, right? So some of them can say that, The best thing is you closing your eyes, you see the snake and you concentrating on your emotions, which you're having right now. Right. So when you're kind of concentrating on your actual right now situation, which you experiencing now, you facing the, uh, the problem and uh, you facing your real emotions. That's the way how you can acknowledge something. You're just concentrating on your feelings, okay? So this is the way of acknowledgement. So when you're acknowledging something, you're concentrating on your emotions, right? So uh, the next point, you're kind of, you know, going next and you see, uh, let's say, uh, uh, some troubles in your life, right? Let's say 
you're not okay with uh, your lifestyle. You're not okay with your routine. And uh, if you want to fix it, you need to accept, right? You need to see the problem. Without seeing the problem, you cannot fix it. So acknowledgement or when you are acknowledging something, you're accepting the problem and then you can start fixing it. All right. When we have a fear, we need to see the fear first. We need to accept that we have that type of fear. And then while you're acknowledging it, you're kind of thinking, all right, what I can do about it, what I can do about it. Right. So that's how it works. Acknowledge your fear, accept the fear and start working on it. All right. The next point is confront it, right? Confront your fear is about understanding and underlying reasons why you are afraid in the first place, right? So confronting it, it means when you're questioning yourself, why? Why are you so scared of a snake? Why you're having that bad lifestyle, right? Why you're drinking alcohol? Why do you smoke? Why you are experiencing this type of troubles, right? You're not accepting it. You're saying that, ah, you know what, it's not my trouble. But why you have that trouble? What is the point? Why you're drinking? Why you're smoking, right? So these points is the part of confronting, right? When you're confronting something, you're kind of asking yourself, right? Um, Okay, let's uh, read the example. For example, if you're afraid to ask for a promotion, right? Imagine you're at work, you're afraid to ask for a promotion, or you're afraid of applying for a new role, you know, the new, you know, style of work or whatever. Uh, You're changing uh, the complete let's say, area of your work. Um, And you can ask yourself why, why I'm scared of it, right? Why I'm kind of scared of the promotion. Maybe you have a lot of responsibilities, right? Uh, Which coming after. Maybe you're scared of uh, the new lifestyle, which you kind of should to have. Um, And you don't want, you are in your comfort zone, right? When you're confronting your thoughts, when you're trying to ask yourself these important questions, you're kind of... fixing or um, you're kind of opening your problem, right? So you can see the problem. Are you afraid of rejection? Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of, uh, you know, something else? You need to find the reason and that's confronting. The next point is uh, use positive self-talk. Why is it very important, right, to use positive self-talk? Because when you speak with yourself or when you have a self-talking in a negative way, you're having negative thoughts in your mind. And this is not very good, right? Self-talk is that inner voice inside of your head, right, that reveals your beliefs and thoughts. While you're going somewhere, you're like, okay, uh, what I'm doing right now? Okay, I'm walking. Nice, nice. So uh, what is the weather right now? Okay, the weather sucks. All right, I got it. I got it. So this is the self-talk. But when you think about yourself in a good way, for example, oh, man, look at you. You look fabulous today. Or, oh, man, you're having more and more money. You're you're, kind of getting rich, right? It's good thoughts. These good thoughts can give you more power and freedom. 
So this is a positive, positive self-talk. But when you, you know, let's say you uh, look at the mirror and then you see yourself there and you're like, oh my God, I don't like these pimples. I don't like these eyes or my hair is terrible, right? That's negative self-talk. When you have a negative self-talk, you have uh, more uh, fear right? You have more mm, problems, right? In life. So this is the reason why you need to use positive self-talk, right? The next point is get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Actually, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? So it's like a little bit controversial here. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. What does it mean? When you feel uncomfortable, you feel pain, right? But you need or you should to love the pain when you love your your pain your problems so you're getting comfortable with it and you can suffer longer and longer and you can fixing it uh, in a more appropriate way and uh, finally you are completely fine with your problems right so when you feel uh, uncomfortable with a situation, right, or uncomfortable story, you can go deeper with that. And then you're like, okay, yeah, that problem is not good. But you know what? I think I'm fine, right? For example, the situation with Russia right now, right? I live in Russia and uh, we're having a total... Uh, lockdown, right, from all different international companies, right? And this is not funny, to be honest, right? Nike laughed, IKEA laughed, um, good international companies laughed our country, our market, and what else is happening? And it's pretty uncomfortable, right, when Apple is not selling their iPhones anymore. And this is an uncomfortable situation, but you need to go through it. We need to suffer to feel comfortable, Because while I'm feeling this discomfort, I have better opportunities to go deeper, right? It's like an American writer and self-improvement pioneer, Dale Carnegie, once said, do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it, right? Do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. Keep on means doing it more and more, continue doing it. That is the quickest and uh, surest way ever yet discovered to conquer fear. So when you do something, right, and you're doing it, you keep doing it, keep on doing it. So this is the quickest and the surest way. You're kind of conquering your fear. And you're becoming as uh, a very courageous person, very fearless person, right? And that's what you're looking for, right? Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Next point is make being brave a habit. Is it interesting or is it the point here? Huh? So what does it mean? Make being brave a habit. Let's imagine you see the dog and you hate dogs, right? You, you're really, you kind of scared of them so badly. You're checking out. Checking out means you're scared of them so badly, right? You're running away when you see the dog. Um, how to work with this fear? You need to see the dog 
And then you look at the dog, just you trying to control your, your emotions, your body, and you're, you're making a statement and you're not moving. You're standing, you're looking at the dog and you're experiencing the bravery, right? This is your bravery. Every second of your standing without any movement is your bravery, okay? And while you're standing one minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, finally, it's become a habit. You're getting a new habit. You're standing uh, and you're practicing bravery, So you make being brave as a habit. Is it good? I hope so. I guess so. So once you conquer your fear for the first time, don't stop there. All right. Uh, straighten your fearlessness. Straighten your fearlessness. What does it mean? You need to organize, uh, make some actions, Uh, get some power into your actions, right? While you are standing and experiencing bravery, this is, you're getting strength, right? So when you're getting strength, you're straightening your fearlessness. All right? Fearlessness means bravery. When you have less fear, it's the bravery, That's the fearlessness. You know, like a muscle, by overcoming your fears on a regular basis, imagine the gym, you're working on your muscle, you're, you know, working hard, you're working out, right? And then your muscle getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So you're making being brave as a habit. And this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. When you're experiencing your bravery, And you're having fearlessness again, again, and again. So next stage, right? Or next uh, step is practice mindfulness, right? Practice mindfulness. What does it mean, mindfulness? Imagine you have mind, right? You have your head. Inside of your head, you have brain. And actually, the brain, uh, it's... Uh, Partly a mind, right? Uh, when you have your brain and your brain working good, it means that you have your mind. It's working very nicely. And uh, when you start thinking about your fears, you're pushing and you're thinking fully, right? You're thinking fully. So now you're practicing mindfulness. You're fooling your mind with a lot of thoughts about bravery you're practicing it you're putting some thoughts positive great thoughts which we already kind of faced with you and uh, you're fooling your mind with a lot of powerful thoughts it means practicing mindfulness when you're practicing mindfulness you're experiencing positive energy you're experiencing bravery you're experiencing that you are the king of the world okay so you're feeling that you are the best this is the practice of your mindfulness very good statement 
Mindfulness teacher and author of The Power of Now explains that fear is completely mind-made. So fear is an illusion. And when you practice your mindfulness, fear doesn't work anymore because you understand that fear is an illusion. It's just a thought in your mind. Okay? So when you practice mindfulness, fear kind of losing their own energy. You're always afraid of what might happen, not what is actually happening, right? You're always afraid of what might happen, not what is actually happening. What does it mean? It means that you're thinking about the moments in the past or in the future, but not about the moments which is happening or what you're experiencing now. How deep the present moment, the present moment, that's all which we need. The fear he refers to is not an immediate danger, right? The fear the author refers to is not an immediate danger. So you don't need to be scared of that fear. You need to be scared of these ideas or thoughts about the future, about the past. When you have them a lot in your mind, when you are kind of working mindfully with these, you know, expectations or past experience thinking, you're fucking up, fucking up, right? With your fears. So you're losing the battle uh, to your fear, right? You don't want that. You feel an anxiety. You worry about the future, you kind of made up the problem, right? You're making up your problem. Not good. We need to be mindful, but our mindfulness need to be connected with the moment now. Present moment, okay? When you practice mindfulness, you learn to observe these thoughts, you also learn not to let them take over you and turn your fear into the worst case scenario. How good is that? You don't need to practice negative thinking, negative thoughts about the future. You can practice positive thoughts about the moment now. That's my thoughts. Seven. Mind or find... A mentor. Do you need a mentor? What do you think? Do you need a teacher? When you listen to this podcast, why you're doing it? What is the point? So probably you need somebody who can help you with your acknowledging of your English practice, practice right? You need someone who can help you, who can give you a word and motivation to learn and to study English, right? So, you need a mentor, the person who is ready to help you. How smart is that? It is super smart. It's very good to have a mentor. When you're having a mentor, you can completely fine, you can be completely fine. You can practice more effectively. You can practice more deeply. You can learn more and uh, you can do it more effectively. Simple. Next, embrace failure. Embrace failure, right? 
what does it mean embrace when you hold someone or something closely in your arms right especially as a sign of affection affection this is the embracing right we're often afraid to do something because we are afraid of failure right we try to do it once and as soon as we fail we give up but we need to embrace our failure embrace means you need to control it you need to hug your failure you need to accept your failure and go deeper when you have a problem for example i make some mistakes right while i'm speaking with you while i'm having this podcast i make some mistakes so am i scared no i'm not am i disappointed no i'm not i'm embracing my failures and i'm learning i'm learning and learning deeper with my mistakes i'm ready to make them all i'm ready to make more mistakes but i know that while i'm making my mistakes you can learn uh, from the different perspective you can learn new vocabulary and that's what i'm doing here my point is to learn new vocabulary to give you the natural conversational speech yes of course you can face some uh, grammar mistakes not a big deal for you people make mistakes it's completely fine but you can make different practice you can learn new words you can understand something from my speech right and it's pretty understandable because i can control my emotional color my let's say conversational speed i can speak very slowly or i can speak very fast it depends on my behavior and it depends on my thoughts what i want to share with you guys embrace failure hug your failure accept it don't be scared of failures of mistakes they're completely fine and the last one is don't aim for perfection i love this one don't aim for perfection you don't need the goal to be perfect i'm not perfect so my friends are not perfect my students are not perfect we're working on our perfection but we are not perfect all right to overcome our fears if you want to try to approach anything you do you need to work with your own aims but those aims should to be connected with your ideas of practice not the ideas that you're perfect human being who can control the world who is the god of english no no you need to control your mind and uh, have goals related to your practice for example uh, i do karate right now right so this is my activity this is my training when i go there i have a white belt okay white belt it's the beginner right am i scared of fights yes i do when i see the black belt and he is sparring with me i'm scared but 
I cannot be perfect, okay? I'm trying to learn from this fight. And it's impossible to be better if you're not fighting against someone who are better than you. When you see the perfect or the perfection of someone, don't be scared. Try to learn, try to get something from it, right? Don't be jealous. Just accept the idea that you're not perfect and perfection is not the goal It's the way, while you are walking, while you're going somewhere, this is perfect. This is amazing when you're trying to practice, when you're doing your activity, when you're practicing. This is the best. This is what you're looking for. This is the perfection. This is perfect. Just think about it. Next time you want to try something you fear, don't have any expectations of how it's going to go. No plans. Just do it. The Nike brand, right? Just do it, guys. Just practice. Just read the book in English. Just shadow, right? Copy my speech. Just um, let's practice the new vocabulary, right? Perfection. Embrace the failure, find a mentor, practice mindfulness, make being brave a habit, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, use positive self-talk, confront it and acknowledge your fear. How cool is that? To be connected with this inspiration, with this energy, be connected with your ideas, with your personal growth. It's amazing. Just think about it. Yeah, maybe today I had a very um, positive and motivational speech, but I just want to ask some questions to you right now. Because we said a lot of words about perfectionism, right, about how to be better, how to grow and uh, practice our fears. When you acknowledge your fear, when you acknowledge something, not only the fear, you accepting it or you declining it. Yeah, you are, of course, of course, you're accepting something acknowledging something means accepting something i accept this job offer i acknowledge the problem i acknowledge my fear i acknowledge my problems okay when you confront something when you confront something are you trying to uh, to, um, you know, to have an arguments. Are you trying to confront your, yourself? Are you trying to um, speak in an argumentative manner with yourself? Yes, you are. You're asking questions. Why? Right? Do you need to confront your negative beliefs? To be better? Yes, you are. You need to confront. You need to confront your 
old negative beliefs to be better? Is self-talk good for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-talk is good. We discussed it. When you get comfortable with something, is it good for you? Yes, if you're, uh, if you're saying something about being uncomfortable. When you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, you're having experience which uh, gives you the chance to grow, to experience uh, better progression in life, right? That's where you, what you need to look at it. When you make being brave a habit, you have uh, more perspectives or less perspective to fight against your fear. What do you think? I think you do have... Yeah, this beeping, by the way, in the background is uh, my washing machine is finished. <laughs> Their work. That's good. Practice mindfulness. When you are practicing your mindfulness... You're working with your mind or with your soul. I think it's kind of together, right? We're working together with our mind, with our soul, and we're fulfilling our mind with negative news or thoughts or with positive experiences. Absolutely positive, positive experiences, right? That's what we are looking for. And why do you need a mentor? Why? Probably because mentor is um, giving you the way, right? Showing you the way how to be better, how to practice your own uh, skill in a better manner. Do you need to embrace failure? Yes, you do need. You do need to embrace your failures. Because while you're embracing it, you're getting more power, success. You have more chances to achieve your successes, right? Don't aim for perfection. Why you don't need to aim for perfection? Because nobody is perfect, all right? Please accept these ideas and... Work on your fears, guys. That's all for today. Thank you to being with me. And um, thank you for practice this listening with me, with our Emotional English Podcast. If you do have any questions or feedbacks, please let me know on Instagram page, Bondarison. Go to my website if you are interested in uh, English language, uh, language um, practice or lessons. Let me know. I'm ready. I'm ready to help and let's stay in touch, be positive and be surrounded with English language practice because that's how you can grow and accomplish your English goals, English language practicing goals. All right. Take care. Have a good one.